morning to our viewers. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning, good morning. Good morning to our viewers. Good morning to our listeners. I have to remind myself to say that because, yep. you know, our, our, our show is now on um, 10 different, uh, uh, you know, available yep. on audio podcasts on 10 different channels, including Apple, uh, you know, podcast and mm-hmm. uh Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. And so I have to keep saying audio, you know, our audience, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our listeners, because it's also available on audio. And I keep forgetting that. Yes. So um, welcome to everybody. We are so happy to have you here on Coffee Time with Marie Tercia and my featured guest Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Uh, for those of you returning to our show, uh, thank you so much for your support. We love having you here. For those of you who are new. Uh, give us a thumbs up or a hands up uh, on, in the chat if you're watching us live. Of course, not want to happen on the audio side, but uh, uh, just uh, give us a, a, a thumbs up so we know you are new. Um, I also want to encourage everyone to make sure that you uh, follow, like the channel that you are watching us or listening us on uh, so that you, you always know when a new episode is up and, and, and coming. Just a quick intro about myself. My name is Marie Tarostian. I'm a certified public accountant and a global management accountant, an experienced auditor and CFO. I've uh, I've created a, a methodology that I call Valuation MT, uh, which I use specifically to help my clients that have reached their first million to get to their 10 million and more. Um, I've also authored a couple of books. One of them is The Complete Guide to Business Growth, which is available on uh, Kindle, and I'll, ha- I'll have the link uh, uh, below. And, uh, and there's an ebook available to you free, uh, which is called A Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. Um, I also want to invite our audience and our, our listeners uh, to, to join me on Clubhouse every Wednesday at 10 a.m. I'm going through this valuation uh, MT process where I, you know each, each uh, week I'm covering a section of the process, which has been very, very received very well by many of the, uh, uh, the Clubhouse uh, attendees. Um, they're, they're, they're telling me that they haven't received this kind of information on, on, on Clubhouse channels that, uh, at all. And it's such an important information that it's necessary for business owners to grow their business using financial information and structure that will really help them build their business predictably every step of the way. So, of course, uh, I want to, uh, you know, welcome again my my, my uh, uh, featured guest, Pedro Gonzalez. How are you doing today? Well, doing very well, thank God. You know, what I mean, every day is a blessing uh, with everything happening around us. Uh, every day is a great opportunity to continue our <laughs> and our goal to uh, grow uh, individually and in, in also with our business and helping our clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, improve their businesses so absolutely uh, pedro gonzalez uh cpa your business and tax strategist uh, uh we're here to uh, help our clients uh in in at least in, in three areas that are critical to all uh businesses uh when it comes to uh the uh cash flow helping uh our clients improve their cash flow um uh, reduction of taxes, taxation, as we know, erodes uh, your wealth and uh, exit strategies. You know, we're all going to exit. It just depends on how we're going to exit. So, and especially in today's environment, what we're seeing uh, not only in inflation, but uh, the increase of taxation, 
that kind of combination, you know, is uh, putting a lot of stress in a lot of uh, families and, and businesses. So we're he here to help you on different fronts uh, to be able then to help you achieve your financial goals. As mentioned before, you know, we have the, the, the free ebook on uh, uh, real estate investors tax strategies. Again, well received. Uh, there's some great information in there for those that are interested in the venturing into that uh, arena. Uh, great opportunity for real estate, even in today's market. You know, I believe in any situation that there is opportunity. So, but if you have the right tools, then you'll be able then to maximize uh, your, your opportunities. The, once uh, you uh, sign up, you also will receive uh, seven days of uh, e-course and then followed by a newsletter that will continue keeping you updated on tax matters that are uh, surrounding the, the real estate industry. That's awesome. Awesome. I think that's that's excellent information that they're going to receive through your book and the e-course. Um, and uh, so just to uh, give a heads up and a reminder to those of you that are joining us, uh, in the past few episodes, which by the way, we are now the 25th episode we are doing today, which is awesome. I mean, I, I didn't realize, you know, but Pedro, when we were talking about this uh, back in, I don't know, uh, was it August, September of last year? I know, uh, yeah. And we we're like, oh, you know, maybe we should, you know, kind of record this. And then we yeah. said, oh, no, we're going to go all in. We're going to, we're going to put this out there. And uh, I didn't even think how much of, you know, how many episodes we'll be launching. And uh, so I'm, uh, I'm so happy to say we are today is the 25th episode. And uh, so just a, a reminder for everyone in the past, we have covered a lot of great information, uh, whether it's accounting tax or business strategy. We've talked about self-employment tax related issues, due dates. We've talked about partnership agreements, buy-sell agreements, valuations, bookkeeping. We've talked about entrepreneurial success mindset. We've talked about trimming down costs. That was last week, actually. We've talked about financial analysis and how important that is. Um, and then today, we're kind of returning back a little bit to the tax uh, subject. And of course, uh, Pedro, you you are the you are the subject matter expert in the tax area. So uh, you wanted to kind of cover a little bit on the employee retention credit. So uh, I know this is uh, this is uh, something very important to. Uh, those businesses, they got massively impacted by, by COVID uh, during, during 2020, and, and this is available, and I'm just giving a general here, mm -hmm. uh, this is available for business owners that actually retain their employees during these difficult times. They stayed open, and uh, some of these uh, businesses, just to put some industries out there, could be the daycares, could be uh, the restaurants could be the fitness industry, such as, let's say, a martial arts studio or a small fitness studio uh, that really got affected, but they stuck around there long enough and they survived by, you know, and still kept their, their uh, employees uh, during this time. So, Pedro, I'll take you, uh, I'll let you take over the conversation and uh, give us a little bit more, let us know a little bit more about the employee retention credit and how uh, these business owners would be able to qualify uh, for the credit. Yeah, the the employee retention tax credit, as uh, you mentioned, you know, it, it's not a new credit. I mean, uh, uh, it, this actually was enacted back in 2020 as part of the CARES Act. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens is that uh, even as of today, there's still a lot of misunderstanding, confusion. 
and unfortunately is actually being underutilized. You'll be surprised how many businesses are out, out there that are not even have applied for it uh, due to, again, uh, uh, lack of understanding or knowledge or, mis you know, misinformation. So I thought that, that we talk about it uh, and share with the audience and, uh, and, and you know, all the listeners uh, that, you know, this credit is still available and you can and take advantage of it. Now, who qualifies uh, for the ERTC or the Employee Retention Tax Credit is going to be for uh, the, the, the 2020 credits. Uh, businesses must have uh, experienced, in essence, a decline in, or I'm sorry, let, let's start, you know, basically there's two qualifications. One either was you were, uh, business were either uh, had a full or, or partial shutdown of operation during the year that, you know, if you recall back in 2020, we had all these uh, government mandates that yeah. basically uh, uh, limited the commerce, travel, or meetings and gatherings. You know, so there was restrictions, uh, uh, even hours of operation, how many people could be, for example, in your restaurant or in your indoors. So there was a lot of restriction that affected revenues and some people saw declines in, in that fashion. In addition to that, in general, you know what I mean? So the, the other one, the other qualification is uh, uh, people, the businesses that, that saw a decline of more than 50% uh, uh, quarterly in declining in gross receipts when compared to 2019. Now, in 2021, the, the, the rules, uh, uh, the credits were expanded to include businesses that had either either experienced the same, you know, limitation due to the government mandates, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the the gross receipt uh, decline was reduced uh, from the 50% to more than 20% quarterly decline of, of gross receipts when compared to 2019. So I, I wanted to, again, highlight is that the, the credit is available for both years, 2020 and 2021. Again, that was another part of confusion. Some people thought there was only 2020, uh, but no, it's still available. It, it is available for 2020 and 2021. The, what happened is that they changed uh, the, the, the condition of the decline in revenue for mm -hmm. 2021 to 20%, more than 20% per quarter, compared to 2019. So the, the, the point of referencing here, we're gonna use is 2019. Uh, what else? Uh, as far as the, what wages qualify, we gotta look at uh, the, there's basically two categories of the, what we call the small employer, the large employers. Uh, the small employers are gonna be the, those that have uh, 100 FTEs, uh, uh, full-time uh, equivalents uh, uh, for 2020. That was increased to 500 for 2021. And again, keep in mind that there is 100 FTEs. It's not necessarily 100 bodies. You could have uh, 200, but in in FTEs, uh, the, the full-time equivalencies, uh, you you, okay. you might have 100 or less because again, you have you might have a lot of part-timers, and Absolutely. so that was also causing some confusion. Some people thought they didn't qualify, when in fact they did because it's not 100 employees, it's 100 FTEs. Uh, and then for 2021, it was increased to 500. Mm. Um, so even those businesses that may not have qualified for 2020, they might qualify for 2021. So, you know, so you can see why there was a lot of confusion there. Now, if you're not a, a small employer, 
you know employer then you're you become a large employer and large employers are going to be then um i'm sorry one more point uh, with a small employer okay so what wages qualify if you're a small employer then it are those wages that were paid wages paid to uh, both working and non-working employees and that's also important because you might have had people that came to work and some others were restricted because again uh uh, either limitations or whatever other reason that we're basically not working but still being paid. Uh, so if you're a small employer, you can include the wages for both. Uh, if you're a large employer, uh, only the wages that were paid for those that were not working. <clears throat> now, one thing that is also important to note, uh, again, another point of confusion that, that uh, were created uh, due to the, the, again, remember that the coronavirus, the CARES Act, it was basically pushed through uh, uh, quickly. So there was a lot of revisions after. If yes. you recall, there was a lot of uh, even confusion when the, the PPP uh, and people were, you know, scrambling, trying to figure out who qualifies and who doesn't. Well, the, again, the same happened with the ERTC. At first, if you recall, the ERTC, uh, you have to choose between the PPP or the ERTC. You could not have both initially. So what happened is that later they say, okay, so we, we basically make an amendment that says you, you can qualify for both. You can apply for the PPP and the ERTC. The only thing is that if, if you receive a forgiveness for the PPP, then you, you cannot count those wages. It's not that you cannot qualify, but you cannot count the wages that basically you benefited for the PPP you cannot mm -hmm. now, in essence, double dipping. You cannot use the same yes. wages for which you receive the benefit of the PPP. You cannot use those same wages for the uh, the ERTC. But I can see how this can make it very complicated for a business owner to figure out. So, how, so is it the same full-time employee equivalents that we're looking at? I mean, I, I can I, I can see how this can be super confusing. It is uh, a confusion. This is why, again, it is important that we use, you know, uh, seek somebody that, that understand that all of these intricacies because you can either apply incorrectly and make a mistake and, and potentially receive uh, right. the credits and you probably were not entitled to those credits and then you might have to re reimburse those credits or you probably do not, don't even apply when you in fact could apply and receive uh, dollars that you're entitled to but you you just simply you don't because again of the lack of understanding and uh you know, it, it, it is it is complex. Yes. Uh, you know, it requires uh, uh, somebody to go in and like you can see that the, it's not just uh, taking the how much wages you paid and then uh, uh, times X and then this is my refund. <laughs> um, you know, because you have to look as if one is what they call qualified business. And again, you know, the, the, the tax law is never written in English. Yeah, I mean, what, what exactly is a qualified business? They make it yeah. as complicated as possible. And I didn't want to go through all of the details, but even uh, when they right. talk about gross receipts, you will, you know, you assume that is, uh, you know, don't, you know, you cannot assume because there's a specific definition for gross receipts. You know, just to give a little hint, there was at one point initially the discussion of what about the forgiveness of the PPP. At first, they were saying, well, you, that's gross receipts because, you know, you, you received it. But then he said, well, hey, listen, but this is unfair because it's not gross receipt from my operation. This was a gross receipt of or receipt. Uh, you know, those are funds 
that were in essence in the form of a grant. So then mm -hmm. later they changed the say, okay, so we're gonna exclude the the, the PPP uh, uh, forgiveness <laughs> from the gross receipts. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. <laughs> you cannot take a you know go the bank statements and somebody doesn't know they might say, well, sorry, Marie, you don't qualify because you know we look at the the gross receipts and we see this big deposits, and but you right. know but it's not part of her operation. You know, Marie exactly. didn't earn those dollars. So. Uh, so you got to look at that, uh, you know, and you can see it. And again, when it looks at the, what is a, a qualified employee, you know what I mean? So employee, you figure, well, you know, uh, Marie, Jose, Carlos, and then Charlie, they're all my employees. Yes. But then what is exactly a, you know, if they work, how much they earned, uh, were they, uh, full-time, not full-time, you got to add up and then come up with the, the FTEs that will determine if you're a large or small employer um and there's other other uh factors in here that determines the the amount that you're gonna receive uh for your credits uh, yeah. now i know that the, the the one that i get asked a lot is uh how much is uh, yes how much yeah, credit? yeah yeah exactly that's the key uh of all of this i can you know we can spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about the the technicalities but then how much is it worth well, uh, it's actually a, it could be a substantial dollar amount for a small business, and this is why I you know I want to voice this uh, and make aware because there's there, it could be good dollars for a small business. You know, um, for 2020, the credit is up to five thousand dollars per qualified employee. For 2021, it's up to seven thousand per employee per quarter. So. In, in summary, a qualified business could qualify up to $26,000 per qualified employees. So again, imagine just a small business. Let's say, let's assume just one qualified employee. Sure. You could potentially yeah, get up to yeah. exactly. And I say up to, so, you know, it's important to clarify, it's not a, it's not a flat number. It's going to be yes. based on the compensations. And, you know, so there's a formula, but it could be up to $26,000 per employee. So you figure you have a, you know, imagine if you have three qualified employees, you know, that, that is $17,000 that, that, that's, uh, uh, that could add up, uh, it could be a good, a good chunk of change. And, and, you know, the other thing is that it is not a loan, you know I mean? Just right. like tax credits. And in this case, since, since you're applying, you can, uh, also wanted to emphasize that you can, you still qualify as of today, you can still go back to 2020, 2021. So now, it, it, even though it's called a tax credit, it, it, it's going to actually be reimbursed to you. Because uh, in the past, uh, during the 2020, 2021, what you could have done is applied against the taxes that you would have to pay. Right, right. It's a deduction to the taxes. Right. Correct. Exactly. That, that will be, in essence, the true tax credit. So now, right. Right. it's, in essence, a refundable tax credit, you know, wow. meaning that you're going to go back to 2020, 2021. You're going to do your calculation. And let's say, for example, let's assume 26000 So it's up to do your calculation. You say, hey, I qualify for $26,000. You have to amend and, and uh, get those dollars back. And so you'll receive it in the form of a deposit. Yeah, uh, this is this is huge though. This is huge. Twenty six thousand yeah. per qualified employee. That could be a, a really big yeah. chunk. Um, yeah. I I also wanted to point out something when you said earlier about how certain people would actually look at the the, the you know uh, the gross receipts in a way where you know all these big chunks of 
let's say the loans coming in would be considered part of the receipts. And I think this was the biggest thing at the time. And I know a lot of accountants were going out there saying, look, try to separate the funding coming in because you don't want to mix it up with your regular sales operations. Mm -hmm. And this was a big thing that we pushed out quite a lot. Um, and uh, and those that didn't do it, yes, they would probably get confused. And, oh, well, we don't really qualify, but you really have to remove that from the conversation. Correct. And look at your actual uh, numbers. Um, again, it comes back to, you know, whatever we do, and whether it's tax related, whether it's loan related, everything comes back to having proper uh, record keeping, you yeah, know, yeah. To make sure the, the work is done correctly, uh, mm -hmm. the records are clean, and all these calculations can be done properly uh, so that, you know, the business owners can make the most out of the, the available, whether it's tax right. credits or deductions uh, available to them. Correct. And, you know, and during the, this time of the pandemic, one, one of the things that came clear is the importance of, of the accounting. You know, here, to be able to do this analysis, you have to have, a, as a minimum, quarterly numbers. So, yes, for example, you see, you have probably seen a, a small businesses that come in at the end of the year, and most of, of the accountants, and also in order to expedite the, the bookkeeping, or also because the, the client may not want to pay uh, for month-to-month -month accounting reconciliation which is the proper way to do it but they say no you know what marie here's the 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 all of my 12 months of bank statements here's all my receipts whatever and but then i i mean i said uh, they don't want the the month to month because marie obviously will have to charge me x so instead marie no you know what just do a lump sum now in, now you go to 2019 you cannot do the calculation now you have to call marie marie guess what i need you to go back to 2019 i need to break it out so we can do quarterly numbers exactly and, and come up with the, the proper uh determination if uh if i qualify or not so right. you know again uh, uh, i know we have said it many times before but is again the importance of good information in a situation like this if you don't have the the, the information or the information is in, uh, uh, done incorrectly, uh, it could basically disqualify you e either by yeah. by mistake potentially, yeah, because it was not accounted properly. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 this is how you know you on on your end you use this type of you know cor you know correct data to be able to calculate properly the tax credits and the doc deductions. Perfect. On my end, I use it to make sure that. You know, I'm helping the business owner scale their business, you know, using the data that's there in a, in a way where it's informative, right? So I can calculate the return on investment on certain things. Uh, I can uh, calculate certain KPIs like we talked about in the financial analysis a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's it's always, you know, good information in is going to be able to deliver good information out and it's going to help us, uh, you know, help the business owner make the right decisions uh, for the future. Um, so, um uh, so what would be, uh, uh, let's go over some of the industries. I know I mentioned very briefly some of the industries that were affected. Um, can we go over some, uh, any other ones that you may have, you know, reach out to us to get this, this type of calculation done for them? You know, uh, it's pretty much, uh, you know, obviously you're going to find that the, the restaurants were the most affected. I mean, yes, that, that's going to be yeah. one that's an easy one. If you have a restaurant, uh, and just like, you know, again, the restaurant is not a, has to be a, a, a full-fledged, uh, you know, restaurant with a, a brick and mortar. You know, it could be the 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 the, the stand at a, at, a, at a mall or something like that. Though, uh, you know what I mean? So it doesn't have yeah. to be. Okay, yeah. so yeah. just keep in mind that those that, that type of industry, 
uh, was also heavily affected. But you're also going to have even the, the, the small uh, retail store, you know what I mean, the, that was also affected because they, they could not uh, operate uh, full time. You're going to have uh, any kind of, uh, I would say, anything around surrounding around children, for example, you know, daycares, summer camps. Uh, you, you mentioned the karate, uh, any kind of uh, activity, a gym uh, activity. Fitness, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. It could be fitness. It could be your, your, where you used to go and take your classes for MMA. Uh, right. you know, it's just stuff like boxing, uh, you know, those centers like that, sports centers were also affected. Um, you're going to have, uh, in, you know, you'll be surprised, including some some medical facilities, even though some were, uh, even though they were called, uh, some of them were called essential, some like dental, uh, you know, even the, the, the hair salons, uh, you know, you, you'll be surprised how many of those uh, enterprises were heavily affected because either, right. even though they were uh, open for operation, they, they had to go through an extensive amount of uh, restructuring to either the number of people they could have at one any one point of time waiting in the waiting right. area, you know, so that affected the scheduling, how many people I can have, because I cannot yeah. have so many people in the waiting room. So, you know, dental, uh, you you see yes. actually a lot of dentists that were affected by this, chiropractors that were affected by massage salons uh, that were affected by it. You know what I mean? So there's a, you'll be surprised at the number of industry that, uh, that were sure. affected by it. Yeah. And, and let me ask a, a more of a clarifying question because I'm, I'm thinking maybe some of our business owners that are listening that might have it in their mind. So as we're thinking about uh, full-time equivalence, right? So what if a business owner only has uh, contractors, like 1099 contractors, would they qualify? No, no. It has to be wages. Wages paid. It has to be employees. Yes. Okay. That's, a, that's a good, also another good uh uh, point uh, to bring up, yeah, it has to be wages uh, paid. This is specifically because it's, it's related to to the retention of employees. Uh, you know, so it goes back to the clear definition versus that's one thing is very clear, and it has to be wages. It has to be employees. They have to qualify as employees. Um, so yeah. Uh, the answer to that one will be no. If it's all, you know, you have to either if you operate 100% on contractors, you will not qualify. If you have a combination, then you have to exclude the, the contractors and and do the calculation on the on the W two employees. Awesome, and uh, and I want to bring up another question too because again, I, I'm thinking maybe some of our viewers or listeners might have this. Uh, what about uh, the nonprofits? Would they qualify if they stuck around yes. and they still had people? Uh, I mean, technically, they don't they don't file, you know, they don't pay taxes, but they still have to file their tax returns. Um, do they qualify for this credit? Yeah. So personally, you know, the, the, the nonprofits do qualify because they, they are subject to uh, payroll taxes. They're they're okay. not they don't have income tax, but they, they are subject to payroll taxes. So, yes, uh, nonprofits, churches um, will be also qualified. And again, as long as they have employees, yes, uh, yes, that's going to be again uh, the same qualification. But yes, uh, nonprofits are also will, will qualify. And this is awesome. This is awesome. I think I think this is a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, great opportunity for our business owners to take take uh, advantage of, um, you know, and make sure to reach out to us uh, for assistance. Um, I'm I'm putting down there um, my link tree. Um, uh, you can also, I'm going to also put down there in the chat, um, 
you can also email us at admin at marietorosiancpa.com. Um, if you like assistance, uh, and, and we'll get you in touch with uh, Pedro directly and make sure we, you know, we'll help you through the, uh, yes. the process and make sure, you know, you, know, you qualify or not. Um, but we've already uh, covered many of the qualification uh, uh, opportunities. So if you see that some of these were applicable to you, don't wait. This is a great opportunity to go back and take a look at not only 2021, but like 2020 as well. Um, there, you know, this would be a great way to make sure that uh, you take advantage of it. So mm-hmm. any other thoughts, Pedro? I know we're coming close well, to the 30 yeah, minute mark. Yeah. You know, I, I business owners are like- very, very busy. Yeah. <laughs> So just a final, you know, comment on this is, uh, you know, that while the ERTC uh, what is not applicable for the fourth quarter, this is another thing that caused some confusion. The program has not ended. What they did is that they stopped uh, the the period of coverage uh, until the third quarter of 2021. So they excluded because initially they said until December 31st, 2021. So they changed it and then they excluded the fourth quarter. But the program is not ended yet. You know what I mean? So the program is still active. You can still, if you have not done it, you still have time. My, my, you know, my word of caution here is do not wait because we don't know at any moment they can actually close it. So my, my, my word of encouragement to you to take action. If you think you can qualify, even if you have doubts, really just reach out. Hey, I have not applied. What could I qualify and just reach out. Uh, yeah. You know, Marie put the contact information and we'll do a calculation, let you know if you do qualify. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's very good advice. You, you, you know, with uh, with the tax rules, they can take uh, take anything down whenever they want. Yeah. So you may not qualify, you know, if you wait too long. Um, so uh, don't wait and make sure you to take action. Um, and uh, now that we're at, at the 30, 30 minute mark, so I'll, 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 I'll uh, you know, uh, you know, close the, the today's session uh, with uh, our usual uh, quote uh, from uh, motivational speaker, Jim Ron. Um, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I hope that the both of us are two of the five people that you're spending your time with. Uh, with that, I wish everybody a, a wonderful rest of your week and see you next week. Great. Wonderful. Take care.